Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Jackie. And in today's episode, I have my good friend, Hannah, on the show. Hannah is a health coach that works with people trying to get relief from their symptoms through Whole Foods. Today, we're talking about plant-based eating. This is a great episode with tons of info on this very controversial topic. Let's dive in. Let's face it, being a homeschooling mom who also works from home can be pure chaos. As you've probably already noticed, despite the occasional laugh track, life isn't a sitcom and everyday struggles are rarely resolved in 30 minutes with commercial breaks to keep your sanity in check. So the right strategies and mindset are vital for becoming more productive and less overwhelmed with all the things life throws at us. Enter the Simply Freeing Podcast. Episodes for the highly passionate, busy, work-at-home, homeschooling mama ready to break away from cultural norms and raise lifelong learners. So let's kick stress to the curb, throw chaos out the door, and order in some peace and simplicity with a cup of coffee or three. Hi, Hannah. Hi. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I feel like you were a big part of my transitioning into into eating healthier. So I'm so excited. I think this is like a perfect place where you end up teaching other people how to live a healthier lifestyle. So yes, yes. Um, So it definitely has been part of my story for a really long time. I grew up with my mom's side of the family always was very, very healthy and like growing their own vegetables and like just really being thoughtful about everything that they were doing, whereas my dad's side was not. And so I, as a little kid was like, all very aware, I think of like how it was affecting people because I could even see like my grandparents thriving, you know? And so I, my interest was peaked very young and just like that food impacts the way that we live and the way that we feel. So I was on a little bit of a journey from there, but as I got older, I was more interested in like different types of um, refi- like refining how I eat and refining what makes me feel best. So I tried a lot of different things. Um, mostly like I was really into more of like a whole 30 paleo kind of way of eating for a while, but I honestly did not feel very good. And that's a lot of what led me to experiment with a plant-based diet. Um, I, I liked not eating dairy and I had done that for a while, but after doing like my final time of ever doing whole 30 and feeling really like heavy and horrible and just like, not like my digestion wasn't working really well. I was like, something is not right. Like I would like to experiment with some different things. So I started experimenting with doing more meatless options at home and um, just cooking more plant-based. And I just felt amazing. So I kind of started before I even really knew why I was doing it. And then more understanding kind of followed. And then I just became more and more excited about a plant-based way of eating. And I became more and more informed about why I was doing it and just really like inspired to be able to help other people do that and to be able to um, help like my, my body and my, any symptoms that do come up, be able to really target that better with a plant-based diet. So it really was gradual. It really was a process, but I'm happy to be where I am now. That's great. So where did you actually study? Where did you end up studying about this? So I did a certification through the Nutritional Therapy Association, and that is a program that's actually very not plant-based. In fact, it is very animal foods focused. And I was the only person there who really, well, maybe not the only student, but definitely like not none of the teachers who cared about like plant-based eating. And a lot of them really didn't 
um, even think that it was a good thing. So it was a little bit funny to be in that environment, but it was really good for me because it helped me to not be too black and white. So I was able to really learn from and grow through working with people who had a lot of different perspectives and who we all really had the same mission to help people feel better and believed in real whole food in some different way, you know? Um, but while I was doing that, I also did an online course through eCornell and that was all in plant-based nutrition. So I felt like I was really able to refine um, both different parts of me, client work and my knowledge of plant-based food and kind of how I wanted to approach clients as well. It's really cool. And like, you know, just that perspective, taking two different classes at the same time and kind of seeing what's out there and looking at the research on all different sides, like that's the type of thing that I think all of us should be teaching our kids. If you're listening, it's, Mm -hmm. it's really important that we are not, I think sometimes we grow up a certain way and then we take our knowledge and we teach our children. Right. And then it almost becomes too black and white. Sometimes if we're not careful, we want to make sure that we're showing them that there are so many different ways of, Mm -hmm. you know, doing something. And I think sometimes we do that without even realizing it. So I love that you've done, you know, research on different areas because this is a pretty controversial topic um, Definitely in the healthy, you know, living world. One, one thing that I really valued that um, the NTA where I went to school said over and over again, it was one of their top beliefs. And I really, really appreciated this was that they would always say there's no one size fits all diet. And that really helped so that I even did feel respected as someone who wasn't exactly the same as everyone else, that we know that everyone's bodies are really different and that everybody will react differently to different things. And so like being able to think differently and interact with different ideas, but also know that our bodies are different was all like part really foundational for me and kind of coming to the way that I do things now. Mm-hmm. So what research have you found out about plant-based? Like, why do you believe that might be a good option for some people? Yeah, I, so I did a lot of reading prior to my course. And one of my favorite nutrition doctors is Dr. Gregor. He's from nutritionfacts.org. And that was some of my foundational research that I did. And then I did a bunch of other books as well as the course that I did. And all of them were really research-based. And one of the um, things that I really appreciate about plant-based nutrition research is that all of these doctors that I have found value um, doing double blind placebo controlled trials. And if you're not sure what that is, that would mean that nobody, including the researcher knows which participants are getting a placebo and which ones are getting the real thing. And that the results would then be like the most um, reputable, I guess they would show the most clarity as to how something works. And so that really helped me as I was doing this research. Um, but some of the really exciting things that I found through it is that really like all cause mortality um, is lowered by 25% with a plant-based diet. So really not even getting into specific things and um, people really live longer. And that is something that I think is really exciting to see and really um, inspiring for people that sometimes I think dietary changes feel like small things, like they're not doing much for us. And I think when you think about like life and you can imagine the trajectory of your life, it's inspiring to be like, this, this will help me in the long term, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so really like it gets specific, like eating a plant-based diet is very, very high in fiber and low, very low in saturated fat. And the combination of those two things does really good things for your blood sugar as well. Keeping that balanced. It um, 
also can lower your cholesterol, your blood um, pressure as well. Um, and another um, great benefit is that because of the high amount of fiber, it's amazing for your digestive health that you feel great, but being able to have regular bowel movements also helps with your detox, your natural detox organs to be able to be working well. So you also have less toxins just in your body as a baseline. Um, reduced risk of cancer, reduced risk of heart disease, especially due to the lower saturated fat intake, um, brain health, um, liver health, kidney health, all of these things really can show improvement. Um, prostate and breast cancer as well, especially without dairy, you see a lot of improvement in both prostate and breast cancer. So it's really amazing when you dig into these different studies, you can see really so, so many different causes of death um, are reduced through a plant-based diet. And some of that is through including specific ingredients in a plant-based diet. Um, but some of that is just through the general pattern of eating. If that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I've heard too. Um, longevity is like a big, a big thing when it comes to plant-based eating. I know plant-based diets aren't very appetizing to a lot of people. And also I think there's so much now with like the beyond meat brand mm -hmm. that I don't particularly like. And, you know, like those kind of like processed plant-based foods that I yeah. think people might consider as being healthier, but yet I don't personally believe that those are healthier at all. I'd rather eat something that says it's 100% meat instead of a packaged, you know, plant-based product that's full of additives. So Definitely. how can we transition into a plant-based diet if that's something that, um, we'd want to do? Like, how would you transition and actually make it appetizing? And like, you know, it's, it's not something that is easy for a lot totally. of people. Totally. So I think one thing that's helpful to sort of define is that there's a difference between vegan and plant-based, not like a really real difference in terms of like, you could use those terms sort of interchangeably, but vegan is defined by what you're not eating. Right. So that's saying I'm not eating animal products, but eating whole food plant-based is defined by what you are eating. And that would say that you are eating fruits, vegetables, legumes, seeds, nuts, all in their whole food form and grains. Sorry, I didn't say that. So you, you, when you focus on the whole foods that are plant-based and make that the primary focus, that's where we really see these health benefits. So there are a lot of people who prefer to be vegan for environmental reasons, and that's great as well. But those are typically where you're going to see a lot more focus on the beyond meat and, um, you know, vegan pizzas and all that kind of thing, which I enjoy sometimes when, you know, to celebrate things and have, you know, fun and we all eat junk food occasionally. So, but it is helpful to look at that as like treat food, I guess, compared mm -hmm. to the normal food. So um, just a few tips. Um, one of them is don't think of eating plant-based as eating like a whole different kind of food. What I would say is think of it as the foods that you already want to eat. Um, try to think of how you can make them in a way that incorporates more whole foods. So for some people, that's not going to entirely avoid meat. That could mean adding cooked lentils to your ground beef for your tacos. It could be adding 
um, veggies to soups. You know, it could be just adding more vegetables to foods that you're already eating or more beans, whatever it is. Um, so that's one thing that I think people oftentimes think I need to do something hundred percent or else I'm just not going to do it at all. And then when they don't do it hundred percent, they go like totally back in the other direction. And I think it's helpful for people to think of making small changes, like think of meat more as a garnish rather than a main dish. Um, and you know, the rest of your plate can be more full than of other things, or think of, um, try meatless Mondays, one day a week where you try to make a vegetarian dish. But, um, something that I've really loved is like thinking of meals that we really want to have and making them really appetizing, but also keeping them whole food plant-based like enchiladas is something that has been really fun because that's not something that's inherently, um, not plant-based. So we don't need to just think of it as, you know, covered in cheese and full of shredded chicken. Like, so I oftentimes will, um, think of meals that I want to have and the internet is so full of recipes. So whenever you're thinking of what you want to have, like just search the internet, like plant-based or vegan taco recipe. And you could even be more specific, like chickpea tacos, and you'll find so many different options. And I have found that is the most helpful way to do things because then you're not left having salads at every meal. <laughs> you, like that really like is not a sustainable way to eat. And it's not really very fun. And so, and that was especially helpful for me to learn as I was getting married and really like thinking more about more than just myself. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I feel like it is so much fun for me to explore different recipes. Um, but when you don't have the energy and time to make something more exciting, like enchiladas, for example, um, something that I love to stick to is picking like a bean or lentil or chickpea. So like a legume, a vegetable and a grain and seasoning them. Well, like season them the way you would anything else. Like don't make it feel, don't feel like you have to do nothing to these things. You don't have to just steam broccoli and then eat it, <laughs> you know? So being able to like really roast things well, roasted chickpeas are so good, but use your seasonings and use um, all different kinds of spices and herbs in your cooking, as well as salt and pepper. And you'll really get things to taste good. Um, I think that we oftentimes will make meat, like you'll do, you'll put a lot of energy and attention into meat. You, you marinate it and you season it and you do all these different things. You put it in the slow cooker and then you think like, oh, like meat tastes so good. But really like if you eat it plain, it doesn't taste good. Like if you just steam or uh, boil chicken and you boil broccoli, they're both going to be equally not as interesting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that's the big part of it. Um, but I think that people just need to be prepared with their expectations of, um, don't like, like I said, go gradually or like, sometimes you can think of meals you already have, like a good rule of thumb is to do three meals you already have that are like almost entirely vegetarian. For example, spaghetti is an easy one. Like you could use lentil spaghetti or lentil pasta and you already know how to make your pasta, how you want it. There you go. There's a meal. It's already vegetarian three, to find three like that, then find three that you can easily adapt. So you could change like a few different things about it, maybe sub some beans instead of the meat, whatever it is. And then you have a new one and then find three new recipes. And then you have nine different dinners in a rotation and you could kind of get yourself competent with those. So mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be as, I guess, drastic as it seems. Um, and really like have a lot of fun with it. You know, that's kind of my best encouragement to anyone. Yeah. I, I think it's 
so much harder as a mom who's been feeding my kids a certain way, right? And then try to transition them into, you know, changing up their diet and giving them, you know, getting them to explore new things and without freaking out, you know? Yeah. So um, have you, do you have any tips on how to help picky eaters and, um, you know, get kids to eat a little bit better? Definitely. Um, So I think that it's very difficult. This is difficult. So I don't want to sound like, Oh, like here's a quick solution because picky eating kids are a really difficult thing to deal with. But I think one of the things that you can do, and I know I've seen you do this a lot, um, is helping your kids get involved in the preparation that they can see, like feeling it and seeing it and smelling it and touching it, that they can just really like experience, like, like this is what we're going to be having for dinner. And this is what the process is like for it. Um, especially with younger kids, I think can get them like more invested in the final outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, another is like to try making foods that they like, like there are really good recipes for, you know, mac and cheese. That's not like full of processed foods. It's full of really good stuff that you can try making that for your kids or just really getting, um, exploring. Another thing I really like to do is to kind of combine foods all together. Like I'm really into soups and stews. And even when I make something like enchiladas, I will oftentimes kind of make a mixture to fill it with veggies and beans and different things like that. So that kind of, when you're eating the final product, you're eating it all together rather and it tastes you know really good with the sauce and everything um and that way you're not just looking at your you know cauliflower on the plate or something like that in there um obviously like you make specific foods your kids don't like specific foods so you would know that better like what they would like and wouldn't like like that better than anyone um but uh, an account on instagram that i have found really helpful for that is plant-based juniors they have a lot of tips for helping your kids um, just be able to like eat the food that you put in front of them, but also being able to help raise people who are intuitive eaters and really aware of like how hungry they are at the same time. So lots of helpful content on that page. That's great. I'll, I'll add that to the show notes and I'll also add um, where you studied um, the, where you studied uh, because I think that, you know, what's amazing about, about this is that if and this is kind of what I've been teaching my kids and what I'm trying to do with them. Like I want them to find out what really lights them up and what makes them excited to talk about something and, um, and then to go learn, you know, and we should be modeling that too. Like, I know this is a topic that I'm very interested in just healthy living in general. So I'm incorporating that into my podcast and stuff, because this is just who we are, you know, eating. Mm -hmm. It's, it's such a big part of life. And um, you know, when you feel better, when you find the way of eating, that's going to make you feel your best. Mm-hmm. You're going to, to be your best in whatever you're doing. And Definitely. I want my kids the same way. Um, it's a lot harder when they're older and set in their ways <laughs> to get them to like, kind of realize, well, maybe the way you've just been eating for the past two weeks, maybe this is not the most optimal way of eating for you. They kind of look at you like, yeah, okay. You, you, it's not true. But, you know, I think, um, as teenagers get older, I think there's going to come a time where all of the work that we've been doing to talk to them and get them to like, you know, to realize that eating this way will make you feel drained and maybe you should switch it up. Sometimes they're not going to actually 
understand it truly and like take ownership of that until they're way older, but we're still like planting totally. seeds, you know? So it is a lot easier. I feel like to start when they're younger and like mm-hmm. teach them that way. But, um, there's, I just, I just know that with maturity, they will remember <laughs> the stuff. And like their bodies will not be able to tolerate everything forever. Like I, I think when you're a teenager, especially you feel so invincible with like Cheetos and soda and like, you can eat however you want, but like, once you start to like feel tired and feel like you can't just do anything, you start to like really see that food does affect you, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, I don't know, like, I think you're right about that. And I think that the seeds are very meaningful and that, that would go with anything. Right. And like, like, I, like you said that, that you said that earlier, like we are whole people. We're not just isolated to food is over here and this is over here like it's all like one thing because we're a person so Mm -hmm. everything is so connected um so it'll be interesting I think for you especially because your kids are pretty spaced out in age so you'll get to kind of see how that impacts all of them as they get older too yes well thank you I, I would love to um if you could tell us your Instagram and uh, I know you work with clients um, that are struggling in different areas. Can you tell us more about what you do? And then I will add everything that you share in the show notes. Yes. Um, I, my Instagram is Organi Hanny, And I started that a year ago while I was in school. And on there, I mostly share um, just tips for your health or hormonal awareness and regulation, as well as implementing some of these different strategies that I mentioned today. And I work with clients one-on-one remotely. So I work with people anywhere and we work primarily um, at targeting um, different underlying symptoms that people are dealing with or conditions using nutrition to be able to achieve um, relief from those. So none of my clients are eat plant-based. So don't think that that's all that I do. I just want to help people feel their best, no matter what we have to do to get there. So um, I'm really enjoying working with clients. It is fun to get to really see improvement and to get to see real freedom come from the relief of their symptoms. So that's great. I think you're in the perfect spot. I've always said to you, like years back, I'm like, you, your Instagram, even before you started your program, it's like, it's always been beautiful and so aesthetically pleasing. And, um, I've always said that you would be amazing at this. So I'm like, so excited. I think that you found like the perfect place for yes, you. To be. Thank you. Thank you. It's <laughs> I think that- a school for this originally, right. You went to, you were a teacher. No, I- Yes. Yes. I was a teacher before, which has actually been really fun because I think as I've learned more um, about nutrition and then the teaching background kind of comes in with that, that it's been fun to like kind of morph those skills, I guess, together. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think this is happening more and more where I'm seeing people are going to school for a specific skill and then they decide, yeah, I don't really want to do this yeah, this way. And then, you know, that's kind of what happened to me too. Like I, you know, I was teaching yeah. and it just wasn't what I thought I wanted, you know, mm-hmm. after a while and um, that's okay. You know, it's, I, we don't have to stay stuck in one place. We can always try new things. And um, so, well, thanks again, Hannah. I think this is uh a great topic and um i am so excited to have you on the show and i really yes. appreciate you taking the time well to- thanks for having me it was great to be here and it's fun that like you said we've known each other a while so it's fun to get to be here together yeah.
Yes. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Simply Freeing Podcast. I hope you are enjoying the show. Come connect with me on Instagram at whole9family. That's W-H-O-L-E, the number nine family. I try to simplify where I spend my time and Instagram is the social media platform that I enjoy the most. So I'd love to see you there.